Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eunice Ajim Show. Janelle probably noticed when I have a podcast where I show up and I share resources about investing in Africa and launching and growing a successful tech startup. Today, uh, we are at Jitex in Dubai. Thanks to Janelle who actually made an introduction to the team and then they invited me. And when I met him today, I'm like, you got to show up on the show. Very on on uh, on traditional way. <laughs> Literally pulled up my phone, had some speak uh, some microphones, and now we are live. Um, Janet is one of the founding member of Launch Africa, oh. one of the most active early stage VC fund focused on Africa. Janet, I am so excited to have you oh, today. Thank you, and it's wonderful to see you again. Um, I think that Eunice is doing great work in telling the story of Africa in the U.S. She's got a mammoth task, um, but uh, we all need those bridges. I call them bridges, yeah. people that build networks into uh, different markets for Africa. So thank you yeah. for being here and the hard work that you do. Yeah, definitely. So we have had, I mean, I'm like, if you don't know Launch Africa and you are a startup founder on the continent or you are currently looking for investment opportunities in African market, you need to check your resources because <laughs> um, they are definitely very active. But I think Janet could probably give a better explanation of what they do at Launch Africa better than I, I can do. So yeah. how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, your background, and then give us a good understanding of like what Launch Africa is all about. Yeah, uh, myself, I am Capetonian uh, from South Africa. I, uh, uh, Launch Africa is actually my fourth fund. Wow. Uh, I started a fund 20 years ago, in fact, uh, which was Impact Investing. It was called Abrazo Capital. Um, and the mandate was to invest in women in rural areas in the African continent. Um, this was way back before Impact Investing even had a name. That's good. We called it Social Private Equity. Um, and then I have started a few funds, one for a big DFI. Um, the next one was for an investment bank. And then I met uh, my business partner, Zach, um, when I was running that and he was running Startup Bootcamp. And we realized that in 2018, 2019, there was a real lack of seed stage funding in Africa. Um, back then, there was only 350 million of dollars of investing in Africa. But the majority of that was for later stage companies. Um, but we had great accelerators, right? And so the gap was that Companies were coming out of accelerators. Then they were rushing to do a Series A where some of that capital was. And what we wanted to do was give enough companies enough runway for 12 to 18 months mm -hmm. so that they can focus on their business, get customers, and then raise a Series A. So we raised this fund during COVID. <laughs> sitting Crazy times to fundraise. Great time because you didn't have to travel. <laughs> like we have to do now. Yeah. So we were sitting at our dining room tables and for fund one, we raised 36.3 million. We then used that to invest in 133 companies. That's probably the largest yeah. seed fund. It's not probably, it is the largest <laughs> seed fund in Africa with that, with that many investment. Yeah. I don't yeah. even think anybody's like- But you know, you know what the, the fact that I'm really proud of is we invested in 22 different African countries. So typically, VCs are investing in the big four. I think Ghana should be part of that. It's now the big five. 
but we've invested in Waspi, um, in the Cameroon, in the Sudan, in Zimbabwe, Very in Zambia, so we, and in the DRC. Um, and funnily enough, a lot of those companies are showing tremendous growth, and some of our star portfolio. Our biggest investment um, is in Gozem, in Togo and Benin. And, and they're doing really well. They are doing so well. They've just about to close a Series B. Wow. After 22 months. That's amazing. Yeah. I knew of the Series A, but to say that about to close a Series B, that's, yeah. um, that's great news. Half I know of Series B is already committed. So, so the, the point is just, yes, we need to continue investing in Lagos, Kenya, South Africa, and Egypt. Um, but there is market demand and so many opportunities in these other markets, right? Wow. Certainly, we are very optimistic on Francophone Africa, only because it's 440 million people, same currency, same rule of law, same, same central language. bank, same language. Why would a company not be easier to scale in those markets than if you are uh, elsewhere? And you know, sometimes we, that is an advantage than scaling your business in Europe, yeah. where you have different languages, maybe a same central bank, but do they actually really work together? Yeah. Um, and different sets of corporates and different sets of rules, right? Um, and so we see Africa not as 54 different countries, but you see it as six different regions where can help companies scale. That is super interesting. I actually have a follow-up question, especially on the Francophone region. I'm, I'm Francophone, right? Like I'm a Cameroonian Francophone, um, Af you know, like VC, but like I don't focus on Francophone Africa. And all the points that you've mentioned are great points. Same language, same currencies, like... The matter, like, like for you to expand a business in Cote d'Ivoire into Cameroon is super easy because culturally we think the same. You know, culturally we have similar problems and similar challenges. I think one of the biggest things, and this is a conversation mm -hmm. that I've heard, and even from my personal research, is as an investor, and I think Launch Africa has done a really good job at like, you know, contradicting this thought process is. You want to invest where other VCs are also investing yes. because you want to make sure that you can also like attract other people into your deal. And right now, there are not a lot of VC funds investing in Francophone Africa. That's true. But you know, somebody needs to be the first, That's right? True. Somebody needs to take the brave step. And you know, VCs, we, we have a higher risk tolerance than most people in life. Um, but somebody still needs to be the first. And that's what the position that we take. We're not always the first, but when we go into a new market, we look at three things. One, is somebody building a tech ecosystem? So are the accelerators incubators? Mm -hmm. Two, do we have enough corporate partners or so enterprise customers that we can introduce companies to so that they can do POCs or help scale their, their revenue? And three, are there any follow-on investors? Mm -hmm. So do we have an investor networks? And so when we have all three come together, we feel we can be the first VC institutional investors when those three things come together. That's why we have invested in Sudan, we've invested in Zimbabwe, because those three things are real, right? Yeah. Um, and there's enough market demand in these countries. Yep. And by the way, we love Cameroon <laughs> because it's our first ever exit in our fund. Are you serious? So we are celebrating Cameroon 
Cameroon will always be special in our hearts. I am missing out on Zeus in Cameroon, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we are, um, we're about to announce our very first exit of our fund, but I can sell you the, the country's Cameroon. Amazing. Well, congratulations. Thank it's you. a big deal Thank for you. any VC fund managers, especially in this current market. I'm like, I think a lot of the times when we speak to LPs, as we go out mm. and look for funds to be able to invest in the founders, one of the biggest questions that LP asks is what are the exits in the African market? So for a VC fund to be able to say, in the last three years, we've made all this investment and we already have some exits, mm -hmm. it's phenomenal. And, and the way we look at exits is, you know, we high volume. And yes. so we do a lot of deals. We also high volume in the value that we add to our founders. It's very structured as to what our post-investment support is. But we also have to be high volume on exits now. Yeah. So we're looking at how can we activate a very active secondary market in, um, in Africa. Both Zach and I, we are old bankers. So we've got bad memories from securitization of the 90s and of the early 2000s when we were bankers. So we are saying, how can we bundle some of our assets together mm -hmm. and exit that as an entire uh, asset, right? So as yeah. a bundle. So we're securitizing, and because we are high volume, we've got 133 companies in our first, there's a lot of internal M&A that is possible when you have a large fund. So there are quite a number of M&A opportunities that we are activating ourselves, and that will provide an exit for us. That is super interesting and something I didn't even think about. So I know you guys are working on potentially doing your fund too very soon. Yes. Um, I don't want to mention it for myself. When I speak to a lot of LPs generally around the world, right? One of the biggest things that I personally hear is that they don't have an Africa strategy. And as VCs, we understand that we all have thesis, right? Like when we put our investment uh, portfolio construction and everything together, we're like, okay, I invest only in African yes. companies at this size. Like if you were to educate somebody on why it would be an interesting opportunity to invest in the African market, somebody that does not have an Africa strategy, mm -hmm. what would be, like what would yeah. you tell them? I think it's simple. It's the, it's the economics of Africa at the moment, right? We are the youngest population. The average age in Africa right now is 19. And, in, and it's getting younger. In 2015, it will be 15 years old. The average age of a European is 45, right? In the US, it's 39. And in Asia, it's 32. If you are any corporate or any consumer brand, you have to be asking in your boardrooms, who's going to wear my Nikes in 2050? Do you want it to be a 49-year-old European or a 19-year-old African, right? If you are any brand, you cannot ignore just from a population growth. Where is your customers and who is producing them for the future? So any executive is worried about the sustainability of their company. Africa is the future to, in terms of talent. Secondly, the most arable land in Africa. 76% of the entire African continent, most arable land. And so if you're worried about climate change and food security, where should the food production systems come from? Yes, Africa is also the most vulnerable to climate change. But if we act today, we can start solving some of those. And then thirdly, everybody talks about 
you know, currency, political risk. Let's scrap political risk. There's political risk all over, everywhere. And the currency is, if you stop looking at Africa as 54 countries and start looking at it as six zones, it really diminishes some of that currency risk that you can do. What Africa does need is more help on products like risk mitigation for startups. So um, risk mitigation around hedging products, around political risk, all of those that big, large corporates have access to because they can pay these large, the DFIs and the large African institutions now need to start thinking about how can we provide products like that for startups? So we should have hedging products for startups. And I think that's the innovation that is required in Africa. I love that. Janet, you answered so many amazing <laughs> questions. I'm super excited to have you. And I'm so glad you were willing to no, be very... Uh, anything to be on a video with you. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Janet from Launch Africa. Um, I definitely recommend you check out either the firm or Janet or Zach on LinkedIn. Um, they are doing amazing work. And I am all about showcasing all the amazing thank work you. that has been done on the continent. Thanks for the work right that now. you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Until next time, I hope that you are living your best version of the African dream and you have a blessed day. Bye bye.